welcome to this week's episode of Walking with the Master. My name is Ken Winter, and this week's episode is entitled, What Will We Do? Early in their journey through the wilderness, God led his people to a fertile part of the peninsula called Rephidim, which means places of rest or refreshment. But it turned out to be a place that didn't quite live up to its name. They couldn't find any water there to drink. Though they were apparently surrounded by luscious vegetation, just like they had seen in previous oases, there was no spring in Rephidim from which they could quench their thirst. And we read, So once more the people grumbled and complained to Moses, as if Moses could do something about it. Had Moses parted the Red Sea? Had he turned the bitter water into sweet at Merah? Was it Moses who was providing the manna every morning, including that very morning? Are you starting to wonder why these people are not sensing a pattern here? Are you getting exasperated as you read this and want to call out to them, People, hello, have you tried calling upon Jehovah God? You know, the one who is leading you with that large pillar of cloud up there in front? What part of God is your provider do you not understand? All this grumbling and complaining is doing is giving you, Moses, and everyone around you one giant headache. I'm not even there. I'm just reading about it. And you're giving me a headache. But as their thirst increased, so did the volume of their complaints, including repeated choruses of, Take us back to good old Egypt. The people were working on their solution to the problem. They were determining how best to stone Moses. That would have solved everything. At least Moses wouldn't have had to listen to their complaints. As I recount what is happening here, albeit somewhat tongue-in-cheek, I am again reminded that I have done the same exact thing. Time and again, God has faithfully provided, and time and again, as I have encountered a crisis, I am ashamed to confess he is the last one I have turned to. I have allowed the dryness of my throat to restrict the blood flow to my brain, hardening my heart, blinding my eyes, and deafening my ears to the reality that he is my answer. He is my source. He is the only one who can take this situation, whatever it is, and transform it for my good. Perhaps it is time for me to drop the stones I was preparing to throw at the one on whom I am projecting blame and drop to my knees and call upon the only one who can truly make a difference. If God has led me to Rephidim, he intends to refresh me. I'd like to report that the Israelites came to this reality, turned to the Lord, and experienced not only his provision, but through it, a greater intimacy with his person. But that didn't occur that day. That day they determined in their hearts to test the Lord and defiantly cried out at him while shaking their clenched fists, Is the Lord going to take care of us or not? But Moses turned to God and pleaded on behalf of the people. And because of his promise to Moses, 
to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, even to the people themselves, God provided the water. And the people were able to drink. God met Moses at the rock by Mount Sinai, and as the people looked on, the water gushed out. Because of God's promise and his faithfulness, the people experienced his blessing, the water. But because of their obstinance and their arrogance, they missed the intimacy of his presence. That place and that time would thenceforth be remembered as Massa and Meribah, the place of testing and of arguing. Not Emmanuel, God with us or Emunah, the place of faithfulness. The other unfortunate part of this event is that the people appear to have been content with just experiencing his blessing without experiencing his presence. They were content to settle for that which would only temporarily satisfy instead of the deeper blessing that God desired to give them through a more intimate relationship with him. What about us? Do we thirst for the water that will temporarily satisfy our immediate need, or do we thirst for a deep drink of living water that will always satisfy and can only come through an intimate relationship with our living Lord? The choice that day at Rephidim was much like the choice on the day many years later when the Samaritan woman encountered Jesus at the well. She chose living water an intimate relationship with the Son of God, and left her bucket at the well, never to thirst again. Which will we choose today? Will this place in our lives be known as Meribah, the place of arguing? Or will it be known as Emunah, the place of faithfulness? You can read about the day God brought forth water out of a rock at Rephidim in the 17th chapter of the book of Exodus. This episode is taken from my book, The Journey Begins. Information about it and all of my books can be found on my website, kenwinter.org. Well, thanks for joining me this week, and I do hope you'll do so again next week, as together we walk with the Master.